Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This will be for Isaiah 44. Verses 1 to 8, Israel receives a multitude of blessings in the last days. Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeseron, that the name means righteous, was given to Israel in Deuteronomy 32. It reminds us of our calling as a holy nation and our status as the Lord's covenant people. Thou, Jeseron, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, or that which is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. This prophecy was partially fulfilled when the Spirit descended upon many of Christ's followers after Christ was resurrected. However, Peter indicated that the fullness of this prophecy would come to pass in the last days. In Acts 2 it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. In section 95 it says, For the preparation wherewith I design to prepare my my, mine apostles to prune my vineyard for the last time, that I may bring to pass my strange act, that I may pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Floods often indicate revelations, and this in this instance that revelations will be abundant. Verse 4, And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by, by the water courses. Grass represents humanity, and the willows are members of the house of Israel who will grow or or spring up among the grass by the water courses nourished by the power of Jesus Christ. As willows stand apart from grass and are far fewer in number, so will it be with members of the house of Israel. Willows grow quickly when they have sufficient water. Verse 5, One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe with his hand. The upraised hand anciently and today represent one's taking the name of the Lord upon himself in covenant unto the Lord and surname himself by the name of Israel. Three different ways that God express, that people express their allegiance to God. I might uh, put in the margin here, temple, if I was taking notes. Verse 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. And who, as I shall call, and shall declare it, and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people, and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. No one can challenge the Lord. Verse 8, Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time, and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Verses 9 to 20 is foolishness of idolatry. Verse 9, They that make a graven image are all of them vanity, and their delectable things, or beloved things, i.e. their idols, shall not profit. And they are their own witnesses. They, They see not, nor know, that they may be ashamed. Who hath formed a god or molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing? Behold, all his fellows, the fellow worshippers of idols, shall be ashamed, and the workmen, they are of men. Let them all be gathered together, let them stand up, yet they shall fear, and they shall be ashamed together. What he's saying here is, 
if you're if you believe that these are true, then stand up for yourselves. But then they, he says that they're going to be ashamed. The smith with the tongs both worketh in the coals and fashioneth it with hammers and worketh it with the strength of his arms. Yea, he is hungry and his strength faileth. He drinketh no water and is faint. The carpenter stretcheth out his rule. He marketh it out with a line. He fitteth it with planes and he marketh it out with the compass and maketh it after the figure of a man according to the beauty of a man that it may remain in the house. He heweth him down cedars and taketh the, ce- the cypress and the oak which he strengtheneth for himself among the trees of the forest. He planteth an ash, and the rain doth nourish it. Then shall it be for a man to burn, for he will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he kindleth it, and baketh bread. Yea, he maketh a god, and worshipeth it. He maketh it a graven image, and falleth down thereto. He burneth part thereof in the fire, and part thereof he eateth flesh. He roasteth roast, and is satisfied. Yea, he warmeth himself, and saith, Aha, I am warm, I have seen the fire. And the residue thereof he maketh a god, even his golden or his graven image, he falleth down unto it, and worshippeth it, and prayeth unto it, and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. They are not known nor understood, for he hath shut their eyes that they cannot see, and their hearts that they cannot understand. And none considereth in his heart, neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire, yea, also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof. I have roasted flesh and eaten it, and shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stone of a tree, or to the stalk of a tree? He feedeth on ashes, a deceived heart hath turned him aside, that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, Is there not a lie in my right hand? So covenants made to idols are lies, is what he's saying. Also that that the idols that they're making can do nothing for them. Verses 21 to 23, the Lord has redeemed Israel. Verse 21, remember these... O Jacob, in other words, these things, and Israel, for thou art my servant, I have formed thee, thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forest, and every tree therein, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Now remember that even though um, it mentions that the sins are being covered, that doesn't mean that they don't repent. They still have to repent and uh, receive that forgiveness. Verses 24 to 28 and 45, uh, chapters 1 through 6, is about Cyrus, the Lord's anointed. Verse 24, Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish, that confirmeth the word of his servant, and performeth the counsel of his messengers, that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah ye shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places thereof, that saith to the deep, Be dry, and I will dry up thy rivers. That saith of Cyrus, He is my shepherd, and I shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. The rebuilding of the temple in Cyrus's day anticipates a future day when the temple will again be built in Jerusalem. In 537 BC, Cyrus issued a decree to let Jews return home to Palestine. So that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.